Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. I'm George Cannon, and this is episode 36. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so each week we look at a question that has been presented to us about Christianity or the Christian life and try to come to some conclusions biblically. And so this week's question is a question we often hear about. It's actually in the secular media as well. And that is the question concerning heaven. What will heaven be like? That's our question. What will heaven be like? And so we're going to try to address that question today. And as we try to address that question, we need to recognize that there are a lot of people out there today who have some very unusual views concerning what heaven will be like. And what we're going to see is, through this podcast, is that heaven is actually more than just the popular views of folks playing David's harp, or sitting on a cloud, or having angel wings. We're going to actually try to look and see what the Bible says about heaven. So that's what we're going to do today. So here's what we're going to do today in our podcast. We're going to look, first of all, at the current ideas that are out there. And there are a lot of them. We'll try to address some of them. Then we're going to look and see, when we talk about heaven, what exactly are we talking about? Because what you're going to find is is that the Bible describes different places and then ultimately the eternal state. So when we talk about heaven, what are we exactly talking about? And then we're going to spend the rest of our time looking at what the Bible says about the eternal state, when we will be with Jesus as believers for eternity. What will that be like? So let's get right into it today, and we're going to look, first of all, at the current ideas of heaven. You know, I find it interesting, even before I became a believer, we you are introduced with thoughts about what heaven is. And everybody knows that heaven is, is a place that that one goes to after heaven. And, and a lot of the the popular concept of this is basically whether your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds. And if you get to go to heaven, you know, you're met at the pearly gates by Peter himself, St. Peter himself, who then checks whether or not you're able to go in. And that, I think that's the most interesting thing is, is that there's this concept that Peter is the one who allows people to go in. And I think that's because of the concept of Peter having the keys to life and death. I don't really know where that comes from, except maybe that is a medieval point of view. In fact, what I'm going to share with you is is that a lot of our concepts today about heaven are actually from medieval Catholicism, and they're not necessarily biblical. So the concepts of you sitting in heaven on a cloud, playing a golden harp, David's harp, having angel wings, those are all concepts of of heaven that basically come from medieval Catholic thought. Now, the problem is, is that 
when heaven is usually portrayed, and, and it's when I'm speaking, thinking specifically of how it's portrayed in Hollywood, it's often portrayed as something that's very boring. That it's not somewhere where you want to be. In fact, the concept is, and you'll often hear people saying, well, I can't wait to get to hell because it's going to be a great party down there. That where, where the action is happening, where stuff is going well, is down in hell. Well, you're going to find that the Bible actually has a different total concept of what we portray in our culture today. And heaven is not boring, and hell is not a party. And But that's a podcast in and of itself, what hell is like. One of the things I want you to see is, is that we, we were influenced mostly, I find it very interesting, what I, you know, as I, I'm interacting with Christians, especially around the time of death of loved ones, most of their concept of heaven comes from Hollywood or popular viewpoints. Another phenomenon that's happened here in the last few years is books based on people's thoughts of heaven because of a near-death experience. And so they try to say that heaven is going to be this way because this is the experience they had when they were, quote, dead for a time period. And some of them were. And but then they were brought back to life, and so this is the concept of of heaven from them. Now the problem is is that some of these books have been shown to be fabrications, so you can't necessarily assume that what you're reading is an accurate account. And then the other thing I need to point out to you is is that when we talk about people in their near death experiences, the criterion for understanding heaven is not their experience. Yes, maybe they had an experience. I'm not going to say that they didn't. But our criterion for understanding heaven and what heaven will be like is not the experience of one person or three persons or five persons. It's what does the Bible say? Because that is the voice of authority concerning what heaven will be like. And what we're going to see is is that when we talk about heaven and hell, we see that, first of all, Jesus said a lot about hell, the Bible says a lot about hell, but we also see that Jesus didn't say very much about heaven. He didn't say very much about heaven, but what is said, we need to pay particular attention to. What is said, we need to pay particular attention to. All right, so let's get into this next area here. When we talk about what is heaven, we really need to understand when we're talking about it. When we're talking about it, because what we usually when we talk about heaven, we talk about where we're going to be the rest of our life. That that's not actually true. So let me just kind of fill you in theologically when we talk about what heaven is. First of all, let's take someone today, you or I. Let's say we were to die as a believer in Jesus Christ. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Does that mean I go immediately to heaven? Well, you go into a paradise existence with God, your soul goes there, and it's referred to sometimes as Abraham's bosom or paradise, and it is a place of pleasure. Now, when I say pleasure, I'm not talking about sinful pleasure. There's an absence of sin. There's an absence of absence of corruption. But you go to this state of heaven. Not much is said about that in the scripture until the time of Jesus' return, 
when Jesus returns in Revelation chapter 19, it says that he is joined by the saints who ride with him and he establishes his kingdom, his thousand-year kingdom. So there we see that the saints are going to be with him and given responsibilities here on earth during the millennial kingdom. Now, after the thousand-year rule, when the millennial kingdom ends and the, and the great white throne judgment takes place and the lost are cast into the lake of fire, then begins the eternal state. The scripture records that the old heaven and the old earth cease to exist. They are done away with. And there is a new heaven and a new earth. And then the place where believers will be is described as the new earth. And we're going to talk about that when we get into the issue of the eternal state. So I guess we see that there are different things happening in different points in the future. The point that I think needs to be made here is, is that when we talk about when we die, we're going to be with Jesus, whether waiting to return to heaven, whether being with him when he establishes his kingdom, or being with him in the eternal state. Now, having said that, I want you to understand nowhere do you see this concept that we have in popular thought today, that we have wings, that we have harps, that we sit in clouds. The fact of the matter is, is that the Bible says that we're going to rule with him. We are joint heirs with him, co-rulers with him. We will sit on thrones and judge. That is, we will have responsibilities in the eternal state. So let's talk about the eternal state now in the time that we have remaining. And I think this is what is amazing. This is what is fantastic for you and I to think about. In fact, I would encourage you, we're not going to read this whole portion, but I'm just going to go through it portion by portion. I would encourage you to read it on your own. That is Revelation chapter 21 and Revelation chapter 22. So let's kind of go through this. I'll stop and make some points here as I read some scripture to you, and then I will point out some things to you. So first of all, verse 1, Now I see a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth have passed away, and there is no more sea. Okay, let's stop for a moment. What he's saying is, is that the earth that we think of, so if you live here in Kerwinsville and you love these hills, these mountains that we're in, they're not going to exist anymore in the future after the millennial kingdom. It's going to cease to exist. The new heaven and the new earth are going to be there. And here's the interesting thing about the new earth. There isn't a sea. There's no oceans. There's no sea in them. Why? Because in the scriptures, the sea is often portrayed as a place of chaos. And so the concept is, is that there is no nothing that's out of God's control. There is no sea. So look at verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. The next thing I want you to see is about what this eternal state, heaven, will be like, is that God will be with us. We will not be distanced from God. God will be with us. Now, notice now verse 4. I think this is interesting. He says this, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain for the former things that passed away. Verse 4 is an amazing verse, because here's what it says. 
no tears, no pain, no death, no problems, no sorrow. That's wonderful. Right now we exist in a world that has all of those things. And there's no way to escape them. But when we go into the eternal state, when we are in the new earth with God himself, God's going to wipe away every tear. There's not going to be any more death, any more sorrow, any more crying. There's no more pain. It's a place of pleasure. It's a place of pleasure. Now, let me go on and continue on here. Look with me at verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which is burned which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, here's the other thing I want you to see about what heaven's going to be like. There is no corruption of sin. There is no corruption of sin. You and I exist in a world right now where evil happens. Not just the evil that we think of that's like horrendous mass murderers or whatever, but the concept of lying, stealing, the insecurity that we feel because of the sin of men, that's not going to exist in heaven. It is going to be a place of perfect peace and security. No fears. No sin. No problems. Now, he goes on in chapter 21 and describes what the New Jerusalem is going to be like. And that's and that is an interesting thing to read on your own. Let's go on. Look with me. Verse 22, I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. So there's no no place to go to worship because God's going to be there. You're, you're going to be interacting with God and the Lamb, that is Jesus. It says, the city has no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it, and the Lamb is its light. So what I want you to see is there's no need for the sun, there's no need for the moon, because the place is illuminated because of the glory of God and Jesus. Again, verse 25, its gates shall not be shut all by day, for there is no night there. Usually gates were shut in the city at night for protection against attack or other violence of any sort. Here's what we're seeing. Heaven is not going to be like that at all. And it says, and there will by no means be anything that defiles or causes abomination or a lie. Only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there's not going to be the presence of anything sinful or sinners. Now he goes on in chapter 22, and I think this is where we're going to see some amazing things. He's going to show us shows us a river of life proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And beside this is the tree. Remember the tree that was removed from from Eden, that was guarded from Eden so that they could not partake of? It's What we're looking at here in verse 2 is, is that the tree of life is here. So in the middle of the street on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. There'll be no more curse but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. So what we're seeing here is 
that we're going to be able to partake in eternity forever with God. And it's going to be a fantastic, wonderful place. But here's what I want you to understand. This is what is revealed to us in Scripture. But what I want you to understand is, is that there's a lot that is not. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I think that's a powerful statement from the apostles. So here's what I want you to think about. We get a little bit of a glimpse of what heaven is like from Revelation chapter 21 and 22. There are other places that kind of refer to it. All we know is, is that whatever it is, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're going to be a part of it. And it's going to be far more wonderful than anything that you have ever imagined in your life. And the popular concepts that we have of heaven, even the stuff that you might read in a book by somebody's near-death experience, to be honest with you, are just cheap imitations or cheap concepts of something so fantastic and beyond our comprehension. I would say, rest in what he has revealed to you in the scripture and hold on to that. And hold on to what he says here in 1 Corinthians that something awaits you that's far better than the place that we are right now. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so what we do each week is we try to take a question and try to answer it biblically so that you can have some sort of conclusion or you can develop a conclusion in your mind concerning that question. If you have a question, we would encourage you to to get it to us, and we will try to answer it here on our podcast. There are several ways that you can do that. If you are a member of our church, you can always come up to me or message me or talk to me or put a put a note in the offering saying, Hey, George, can you answer this question? And we will seek to answer it here on the podcast. If you don't have a church home and you live in the Kerwinsville-Clearfield area, we would encourage you to attend our service. We we meet on Sunday mornings. Our morning worship is at 1045. We're a come-as-you-are church, and we would encourage you to come and worship with us. You can contact us through Facebook. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like it so that you can keep up with what's happening on the podcast and see what the next question is that we answer. And if you have a question, just simply go to that page and write on our wall or message us directly through that page and we'll get your question. You can also go to our church website, which is kerwinsvillechristian.org. Go to the contact section and you'll be able to submit information to us that you would like for us to address. Next week, we're going to look at another question, and this is a question that I have found that folks sometimes wrestle with, especially uh, when it comes to the issue of when they were saved. And, and this is the question, do I need to know the date of my salvation? 
do I need to know the date of my salvation? So we're going to address that question next week. Until then, take care.